Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you imagine having a, a physical problem, a sickness, for 12 years? Some in our families have had that. My younger daughter has had migraine headaches for longer than 12 years. Some of the people in our congregation have had, uh, had back problems for 12 years or longer. Can you imagine medical bills just eating up your, your bank accounts, all of your savings, being driven into, into bankruptcy? Well, certainly there are some who've experienced that. If you or a member of your family or a friend has gone through something like that, then maybe you can understand what the woman in our gospel lesson today was going through. She had suffered a flow of blood for 12 years, for 12 years. Don't you think she was despondent? Don't you think that she would be willing to latch on to even the most imaginary of, of cures? She had heard about this Jesus. She had heard that, that he had touched people and brought them relief. Oh, if, if he would only give that kind of gift to her. But, but there was more than just a physical problem involved. Because the nature of her malady meant that under Jewish law, she was unclean. In fact, according to the Torah, as long as that flow of blood had continued, and we're talking about for 12 years, she would have been considered unclean and uh, would not have been able to participate in any religious ceremony. Well, it was even worse than that. Anybody that she came in contact with would be considered unclean. If she touched Jesus, or if she was touched by him, then he would be considered unclean. How could she subject him to that? If, if she caused him to be unclean, wouldn't he, be, wouldn't he be angry with her? Wouldn't he see her as, as just an irritant? How could she expect him to reach out with healing for her? But then she got to thinking, would it be possible would it be possible if she touched, not him, 
but she just touched the very fringe of his robe. Would it be possible if, if she would be cleansed because of that? The interesting thing is that the account of this woman is, uh, is centered in the midst of another story, the story that we heard about last week. The ruler of the synagogue, the, the chief man in the synagogue, certainly a, an upright and, and, uh, and religious man, came to Jesus because his daughter was on the point of death. And he asked the Lord, could you, would you come and do something for my daughter? Do you see the contrast that, that Mark has presented us with? Here you have on the one hand an upright, certainly responsible man of the community and a non-entity with a, a religiously disqualifying problem. Who, who would Jesus reach out to? And the story tells us that Jesus started off to see about the 12-year-old girl. He went with the father who certainly was distraught. And a crowd followed him to see what was going to happen. And the woman with the flow of blood found herself in the midst of that crowd. And you can imagine her trying to keep low, trying to keep below the radar, easing herself forward in the crowd bit by bit until finally, Finally, she got close enough and reached out her hand and touched just the fringe of his garment. And suddenly, suddenly she felt something happening deep, deep within herself. She felt, she felt healing begin to take place. She felt healing flowing through her body. This woman who could have caused Jesus to be unclean found herself cleansed by Jesus. And Jesus said, as he felt the power go out of him, who touched me? And the disciples, of course, said, what? <laughs> How do you expect us in the midst of this crowd to figure out who in the world brushed up against you? And the woman herself came to Jesus, and threw herself down and confessed that she was the one who had reached out and touched him. And the response from Jesus, listen to what Jesus had to say, your faith your faith has made you whole. Daughter, go in peace. Be healed 
of your disease. Your faith has made you whole. What faith? I mean, after all, she had just touched his garment because she wanted to be better. She wanted to be healed. She wanted to be okay. What faith? All she had was a, a fingertip faith. What is faith to Jesus? That he could accept that, a fingertip faith, as faith. At one point I was uh, stationed at a, a little joint U.S.-Canadian base in Newfoundland. About 1,100 people total, counting everybody, wives and, and husbands and kids and dogs, uh, about 1,100 all together. And I did the Protestant service, and uh, Dan McGettigan, a uh, local, uh, big, hulking, uh, looked more like an offshore fisherman uh, priest, took care of the Catholic people uh, on the base. One day after the Protestant service, a uh, group of ladies came up to me and said, your service doesn't meet our needs. Well, they were from a Pentecostal background and uh, they, they didn't find the substance that they needed in the worship services. And the only alternative to them uh, was uh, the services conducted by the Anglican priest, which uh, I would think probably met their needs even less than mine did. And so I said, uh, I'll provide a space for you so that you can have your own worship. And uh, if you have any any materials that you need, uh, we can certainly provide those for you. And then the leader of the group said a rather startling thing. She said, we want you to be part of our worship. Now wait a minute. If my worship didn't satisfy their needs, why do they want me to be a part of their worship? Well, it became very clear that what they wanted was for me to speak in tongues, which to them was an authentication of faith. I talked to God about it. And God said, speaking in tongues is fine, but it's a gift. And it's not your gift. No, God said, uh, you're sort of a, a quasi-intellectual Christian. <laughs> and that's okay. That's your gift. And that's your expression of faith. Learned something that day. I learned that faith can express itself in all sorts of different ways. And that's okay. God is generous. Our Lord is willing to accept even our stumbling, bumbling expressions of faith. Like this ladies 
whose real concern was being well. And she came to Jesus because she thought maybe he could do something for her. And uh, Jesus was willing to accept that as faith. Last Sunday, after our worship services, uh, I went back and uh, put on my scroungy clothes and settled down for uh, a Sunday afternoon and uh, got a call. It was uh, from a member of our congregation whose brother was in hospice care and uh, was literally on the point of death. And he said, would you pray for him? And I said, I'll come to see him. And he said, no, just, just pray for him. No, I'll come to see him. And so I did. He had been raised as a Lutheran, but he had drifted away from the church. And now he was laying on the bed, barely coherent on the point of death. How do you approach somebody like that? I reached back to his baptism and I reminded him that on that day, he was marked with the sign of the cross, both on the forehead and on the breast, in token that he was redeemed by Christ his Lord. And then we had a prayer. And we prayed that, that our Lord would surround him, that, he would, that our Lord would hold him tightly in the palms of his hands. And after the prayer, I walked out into the hallway and his brother said, you may have saved his soul. No, Jesus Christ a long time ago saved his soul. I simply reminded him of that fact. It's amazing, isn't it? That the Holy Spirit can use an encounter like that to call a person back to faith. Was it enough? The Holy Spirit can use just a, a fleeting moment to bring a person, to touch their lives, and to bring them to faith in Jesus Christ. In the case of the woman in the text, it was a physical problem that brought her to Jesus. And uh, sometimes God uses those kinds of things that we see as, as tremendously bad, sometimes devastatingly bad, as a moment to call us to faith. But Jesus approaches us in many other ways too. Sometimes in the most ordinary, mundane moments of life and accepts our stumbling, bumbling approach to him, our fingertip faith as enough to count it as faith in Jesus Christ. It's amazing, isn't it? how much involved on a day-by-day -day basis 
the Holy Spirit is with us. Amen.